And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of our Wine Chat with our friend Jack Farrell. Good morning, Jack. Hi there. How are you this morning? I'm doing quite well. Hope you are as well. A little cloudy today, 39 here in the Twin Cities. But you know what? By the end of this coming week, we're going to get nice and warm. Maybe. Maybe. It's very elusive. (laughs) It really is. Here today, gone tomorrow. What shall we talk about today? I had a call this week, and I thought every time. Last week, we talked about spring white wines. What about red wine? Yes, indeed, you can drink red wines for spring. You know, uh, spring means berries, uh, rising flowers, floral scents, uh, brisk nights, etc. So red wines, yes, are, are a very, very wonderful thing. But you want the right kind of red wine, I think, for spring. The one that comes to mind immediately is Beaujolais. Beaujolais is made from the Gamay grape. It's young, it's affordable, it's easy, it's pleasant, it's fruity. It has all the attributes you want in a spring red wine. Another one would be Pinot Noir, but you don't want a big Pinot Noir. Here's where you want a little light Pinot Noir. Maybe a Pinot Noir from Chile or a Pinot Noir from New Zealand where they aren't as bold as, say, a big red Burgundy or an Oregon Pinot Noir, one of the California's famous Russian River Pinot Noir. You want some light Pinot Noir. And don't forget, with these spring wines, you can chill these red wines, uh, and they burst forth with flavor as they warm up in the glass. Uh, And these lighter reds are really pleasant. Another one that comes to mind is uh, Bourgil from the Loire Valley. It's low in alcohol, high in acid, nice balance. It's primarily Cabernet Franc, but they also blend a little Gamay in there, which is the grape type, as I mentioned earlier, from Beaujolais. Another favorite of mine is something called Dolcetto. That comes from northern Italy, and it is often called the Beaujolais of Italy. Dolcetto really means little sweet one. And it is a little sweet one. Those Dolcetto grapes are just incredible. They're real tiny. And as sweet as can be, they are, for a grape that produces wine, they almost taste like uh, table grapes because uh, the Italians have named them well, little sweet one. However, <laughs> this will probably annoy a lot of the Italians, but Dolcetto came from France. The French, you know, dominated northern Italy until the late 18th century. Uh, French was the official language uh, of the original unified Italy-Italian court. It wasn't Italian at all. It was French. And so France dominated that northern part of Italy that today we know as Piedmont, where the capital is Milan. And that northern part of Italy was French from the 10th century all the way till the end of the 18th century, so it's easy to see why the French had something to do with the vineyards and wines, etc. So this wonderful little grape-type Dolcetto had its origins in France, but that notwithstanding, it's been in Italy since the 11th century, so I think it's entitled to be called an Italian grape-type. And there are all sorts of wonderful regulations that are charming, etc., about 
the Dolcetto grape. It wasn't allowed to be harvested until after St. Matthew's Day, uh, etc. And when you look into the history of it, it is just a delight because the, the wine is so flavorful. And, of course, this Piedmont area of Italy, if you ever get the opportunity, you've got to go there. That's where they get all the famous white truffles. And black truffles are delicious, but white truffles, truffles are really out of the park. I mean, it is just one of the most amazing things in the world. They're so good that my favorite way to have a white truffle is thinly shaved on top of pasta that's been just lightly doused with a very, very good olive oil, and then those sliced white truffles. And boy, I'll tell you, what a dish that is. And I'm not so sure you wouldn't benefit from a little dolcetto wine if you had that pasta with white truffles. But dolcetto is a wonderful, light, fruity wine from the Piedmont. Uh, and again, it's not very expensive. It pairs beautifully with all kinds of spring dishes. It also doesn't go too badly with Italian dishes like pizza uh, if you're looking for a light red wine. And as I said, with same with Beaujolais. With the Dolcetto, you can take a little chill for it. It's never horribly expensive. It's always low in alcohol, below 12%. And it's worth seeking out. Dolcetto really hasn't left its homeland like many, many grape types do and have through the years. You know, Cabernet is in California. Uh, Chardonnay is all over the world. In fact, Cabernet is all over the world. Uh, and so are some of the other grape types that you get from around the world. And, but Dolcetto really stayed at home. Very, very little is exported. There's a little grown in Santa Barbara, California, because the Californians are, in my opinion, some of the most adventuresome uh, wine growers in the world. They grow every single type of, of grape, practically. But Dolcetto really is best from Italy itself, from that Piedmontese area. And having said that, any of these little light wines, uh, the, the lesser the wine, the better in springtime, in my opinion. You want really light, fruity, low-alcohol type wines, like an Italian Rosso. We have one called uh, Villa Forelli. It's made actually in Sicily, and it's a light red blend, and it is just absolutely a delicious wine with bright raspberries in the nose and a good fruity aftertaste, nice balance. Just a perfect kind of wine to have uh, in springtime. So there I think you have it. That you don't really have to stick to white wines in spring. White wines kind of are sort of springy, particularly if you have those lighter ones we talked about last week. But certainly there's room for spring and freshness with a lot of red wines. And one of the best, of course, as I said, is Beaujolais. And sometime, maybe next week or the week after, we'll talk about the Gamay grape. It has a noble and interesting history, even though its origins were kind of uh, the other side of the tracks, if you will. But uh, chilled Beaujolais today might be just delicious mm. with, say, Whatever you're grilling, Denny. <laughs> I, you, you read my mind. I'm going to try to get in before any showers happen here. But, Jack, I know there's lots going on at the Haskell's locations. Tell us about them, Jack. Indeed. The Haskell's summer sale, or spring sale, is on right now. And what a sale it is. 
my goodness, hundreds and hundreds of wines on sale. There's over 40 BOGOs. That's buy one, get the second one, absolutely free. And I'm telling you, they love to talk about wine at Haskell's. You just simply tell them what you're going to prepare, and they'll pick a wine that will go beautifully with that dish. And you know what? They'll pick a wine that won't cost very much. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars during the spring sale. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in Chanhassen. In downtown Excelsior, you'll find the Haskell's, as you will, in Faribault, right off of 35. Our super seller in Maple Grove is not to be missed. That's a fabulous visit because it's the largest wine store in the state of Minnesota, over 22,000 square feet. Downtown Minneapolis on Saturday, we have free parking. Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury as well. You'll find Haskell's in all those towns. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the award-winning Haskell's website, and you can peruse the 34-page spring catalog at your leisure right online. And I do that all the time, too. It's great reading, Jack, I must say. Well, listen, I hope you come back and join us next week, if you You would. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Me too. Thank you, Jack. Have a good week. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. We'll be back again with his wine chat next Saturday here on 830-WCCO. Some folks are wondering, when do we get that car care show started? Well, that's just before Jack. We got underway about 10 after 7, and uh, Jack comes in about 745. We just had a text about that that very thing. I want to remind you, get those lawn and garden questions ready. And I mean both lawn and garden questions. Julie Weisenhorn, on her birthday, is going to be here. And she was expecting a cake, too. Uh, and she's brought with her our turf guru, Sam. So if you have specifically uh, turf questions, lawn questions, you're in luck today. Because Julie has brought uh, Sam with her today. Here's that forecast for the Twin Cities, in case you're going to do any yard work today. Sun mixing with increasing amounts of cloud cover. It's going to be breezy today, breezy and a little continued cool. Our expected high to hit about 54. As I said, we're only at 39 degrees right now. In fact, that temperature you're hearing or experiencing is going to be roughly our overnight low tonight. Uh, clouds coming up again. Rain moving into southern Minnesota overnight tonight. So plan for that. Here's what your Sunday forecast looks like. Windy and raw. Haven't heard that word for a while. Scattered showers becoming a steadier rain by the afternoon. What's the high tomorrow? About 10 degrees cooler than today, 44. 43 on Monday. Right now, skies in the Twin Cities, mostly cloudy. Temperature reading 39.